This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, guys? This is episode 369. This is a legit turkey camp, turkey palooza podcast episode. So we're not on mics and we're not in the studio. So we are in camp. I'm at, actually probably the next pile of podcasts will be in camp podcast, legit in camp podcast. So audio quality is not studio quality, but it's authentic. So if that bothers you that much, Sorry about you. Maybe listen to a non-hunting podcast or something. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I'm not here to judge. But this is a hunting podcast, so we're going to record podcasts in camp. So deal with it. Um, I'm kidding. Thank you for being here. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Uh, is everybody in here shooting a Tetra? Yep. Ross Bigger, Austin Chandler, and Wayne Cox is in studio doing the intro. And we're all there for this camp. Are you shooting a uh, HHA, Wayne? Uh, no, I'm, I wasn't this time. Well, you will be. I will be for next year. <laughs> That's the right answer because you don't want Scott Bakken coming down on you like he did Ross. Jeez, man. That got heated. <laughs> it's tough out here. <laughs> that was a close call. We're a cult. I don't know if you've caught on to this or not, but <laughs> join us. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Um, Thermoseed. Those got some use during turkey camp. The Thermoseeds did. Um, and we got some uh, working class Thermoseeds in studio to keep our butts nice and comfy, so that's pretty awesome. Um, Gator Outdoors. Super stoked about that. We have a deal with Gator Outdoors and True Timber Camo. We're all pimped out in our True Timber this past weekend, turkey hunt, and we're going to be decked out in it for bear camp coming up. Um, Gator Outdoors is awesome. It's a lifestyle company. Our buddy Wade Borman basically started it up, basically a side hustle. He's a working-class guy and basically created this awesome lifestyle brand, putting out quality uh, content and all that. They're worth the follow, follow on social medias. Also, Elite Archery. Uh, we're all shooting the rituals, but... I shot the Elite Spirit, my wife's bow. That's an older older unit. And hot, I'm, hot it's pink nice. strings. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. the hottest of pink strings. <laughs> um, a fun thing I did today at work, I had someone asking me about 
bows and anything outdoor group, which is, you know, um, Elite, Scott, there's a whole pile underneath that. We have a code working class 15. And if you are interested in getting into a bow, especially like the Ember, I think is around $500 brand new. You order it through their site and they ship it to a local dealer. You use working class 15. I think it's like 430 bucks to get yourself into a brand new elite. If you do the Ember. Nice. That's awesome. Great option. So keep that in mind. Working class 15. If you need a new bow, get on EliteArchery.com. Uh, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, the camera arm is out. The 1.0 is still rocking, and the DS.5 is going to be rocking here soon. The COVID stuff's kind of holding up manufacturing, but when orders open back up, use code WCB, save yourself some money. Uh, big time, code WCB2020, save yourself 20% on food plot seeds. So that is awesome. Big time's a great company. They are sponsoring, title sponsoring the Working Class Bowhunter shoot, which is June 20th. It is still on. For the record, the Working Class Bowhunter Shoot in Ryle, Illinois, June 20th, is still a go. Uh, for all info, workingclassbowhunter.com, and we have a shoot tab on there. All the info you need is there. Um, we're hoping everyone that committed to prizes and stuff is going to still be able to get those to us with all the COVID shit. So come on out, have a good time, shoot some bows, and drink a beer with us at the Big Time Tent. Um Old Barn Taxidermy, pretty stoked, was getting pictures sent of my 10-point from November. And I didn't realize, I'll have to post a picture of it. He's a little vanilla face. He's yeah. got a lot of white in him. He looked mm-hmm. old. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm excited, man. Looking so, real good. Be picking him up and creepy up here in the next week, two weeks maybe. We'll see. Dang. Maybe when I get back from my bear hunt. And hopefully I just drop a bear off to pick my whitetails up. That'd be One sweet. trip, man. That'd be nice. I like it. I like it a lot. I can't wait to see creepy. I'm pumped for that, man. I'm really pumped. Well, anyway, let's get into the episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. All right, we are at the first night of Turkey Palooza. It is Friday night. It's the first first day of the old Turkey Palooza, and everybody bailed for the first day. Apparently, when we planned it from last year, they didn't get the memo that we were doing it again. Eric, Doug, Steve, everybody else. Jeez. Gee Willikins. But anyway, we're here at Lord Chandler's. Uh, bar. What do you call this up here? Is there a name for it? There is not a name. You just, it's my house. The man addict. The upper room. The upper room. <laughs> well, we got in. So basically, if the audio quality is a little poorer than normal, it's because we just have the recorder literally set on Lord Chandler's bar with all sorts of uh, alcoholic beverages and good times and good friends. So it's a celebration. It's a celebration. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> so we got in circle introducing. Austin Chandler first. Holla. Johnny Utah's here. In the house. Myself, Kurt. Ross Bigger. Hey, hey. You're on the other side of the recording. You might have to talk a little louder. And old Wayne hey. Cox. Team Bigger Cox for the turkeys tomorrow. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> well, that was sick. All right, well. One love. Does Steve leave? <laughs> Steve, Steve no, just. I'm, oh, I'm here he is. right now. Hey, where are you going? Where are you leaving to? Uh, I'm going to go kill some fish. <clears throat> All right, how come you, don't, you didn't get a turkey tag? I just got a turkey tag. We'll fill it next weekend. Remember, they sell my case. Yeah, next weekend after. Somebody somebody messaged me and they were like, hey, dude, you can confirm my Casey's used to sell hunting licenses. But, you know. He's not totally. Oh, yeah, Cameron Tank just That's joined us. Mine. Oh, hey there. He's back. So, we, uh, this is a true you. turkey oh, camp hey podcast. Um, we had, dude, there's some turkey killers here at this table. Um, I feel like mine's by accident. A little bit, but it wasn't. We we called it, but we it, I feel like it was on accident. I don't consider myself a turkey killer. 
But more importantly, first things first, Mr. Johnny Utah. Yes, sir. Completing yes, sir. a slam in 40... 42 calendar days. 13 nice. hunting days. No, sh- 13 days of hunt, like yeah. legitimate hunting. Yep. Archery four, slam. Yeah, archery, archery slam. slam um, yeah, four states, and I didn't get to... Um, uh, we we talked about this on an earlier episode of our Yeah, podcast. we kind of touched on it, yeah, a little bit. Um, but that was before everything shut down. So yeah. during it, it a corona pandemic. year, um, you know, it's funny because my wife, she even, after Florida... She's like, cool, you're off to a good start. I'm like, yeah, got the first one down. And then, of course, there's no seasons open, you know, for a while. Yeah. And I was just kind of waiting for Iowa to open up. But so when did Florida season open? March 21st on my birthday. No kidding. And then I killed the bird on the 23rd. No shit. Where, uh, where, like, so explain that subspecies of bird in Florida because yeah. a lot of people don't know their subspecies of turkeys. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. And then, yeah. so Florida, Osceola's. Um, the only place that you can kill an Osceola is peninsula, inland, you know, Florida. Oh, and there's only dude. certain parts of Florida. Um, and you know, when I, uh, naively, when I think of Florida, I just think like sand and alligators and that's it. And cops. And cops. And, and with much respect, uh, me being a Kentucky boy, I got to preface that there's a lot of hillbillies in florida they're awesome you know good people salt of the earth people but uh they chase hogs and turkeys and Mm -hmm. and there's a ton of osceolas there um in the in there's a lot of birds there yeah yeah a fair amount of bird oh i say there's a lot of birds it's like like i said because they're in those contained pockets right okay but can i throw a a circumstance at you do you find that those areas are crowded for people wanting to get slams because that's the only area those birds are 100 percent. that's why you know a lot of people say that's the hardest bird to kill just because all of the ground Everybody knows that the only, only place you can get them. So a lot of the sense. private landowners are hip to the game, and they partner with outfitters, oh. and they lease out their farms and lease out their ground and stuff like no that. No shit. A lot no of them sense. will say, yeah, you can come kill a bird. It's you know $500 a bird or $1,000 a bird. Every no bird shit. you take off my property. Oh, yep. really? Um, so I got lucky. I was down there with Whitetail Heaven Outfitters uh, on a photo shoot. And I made a deal with him. I said, hey, as long as I answer my phone, can I sneak away? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, bomb me and sneak away. So okay. I had a list of all of his properties that he had access to. And, no shit. And um, he's like, obviously, I'm not sending a guide with you or any of that right, kind of right. stuff. And I'm like, no, no, I'll, I'll figure go it do it on my own. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So shot a bird. And then. Uh, um, How many days were you there? I was there six days doing photos, but I shot the bird. Um my third day there, second day hunting. Okay, and, and while doing this slam, trying to complete the slam in a year, you're filming for your show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm filming for your challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that made it tough and you want to get the best footage. And then plus, you know, with Tevis and those guys from white till heaven, I wanted to get the best footage I could for them, for them. Let me, you know, sneak yeah. off and shoot a bird. But, um, uh, they start shutting down flights and that's when, oh, then sure. they shut down Florida and they sent everybody home. So outfitters down there were, they were fucked, you right, know? Right. Um, so it took me two or three canceled flights to even get home and I make it back home and I'm like, well, that was a short lived goal to try to get the slam <laughs> in one season. You know, we're, what, we're what looks different about a Florida Turkey from like an Eastern uh, or is there like a big difference? Uh, physically color wise, mm-hmm. there's not much of a difference mm-hmm. size wise. There is a big difference. I oh, mean, really? a giant Osceola is like. 19 pounds. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, your standard Osceola farm bird is going to be like 15, 16 pounds. That's pretty oh, normal. 
Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, probably five pounds under us. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. What's what's a? I mean, what would you say Austin is a big twenty pound issue? twenty pound birds for an eastern's an average bird. I'd say twenty to twenty two yeah. pounds. What would be like yep. a booner eastern? Twenty. Well, like I said, I've bow hunted for twenty years or hunted them for twenty years, and I killed a twenty seven this year. It's been my heaviest bird. Twenty seven point two. Twenty seven point two. That's a big. That's a big eastern for me. I've heard of guys killing thirties. And yeah. bigger, but I've got a twenty nine fifteen. That's a freaking monster. Wow. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, those are you know, I would say, I mean, those are few and far between. Yeah. I, I mounted that one, and and I had no desire to mount one up until yeah. then, and you know, oh yeah, yeah, that's the one you have like, on a pedestal. Right? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, dude, you got to mount that bird. You know, it's yeah. so just a thunder. Is our southern easterns smaller birds, or are they bigger birds? Because it's, they have no harsh winter. You know what I mean? Correct. Well, you get longer beards because they're not as apt to break off and frost or, you know, frozen ponds and oh, brittle, sense. be brittle and stuff so like that. probably longer beards but lighter yeah. birds. Yeah. I mean, I've got one of my birds Shit. from Kentucky was a 21-pound bird, but he had a 13 and a quarter inch beard. No kidding. Yeah. Um, oh, so you just typically don't see that when you start getting above those frost oh, lines. Wow, that makes and, a lot of sense. Yeah. I never really thought about that until now. I just I'm literally just thinking these questions up on the fly, but yeah. I'm like genuinely I want to know. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. No, um, so I come home and and there's nothing open. You know, there's no seasons open, so I'm kind of on standby. Which, yeah. you know, I think had there been seasons open, I could have finished this off. But the original plan was to go to Nebraska and kill a Miriam-looking bird and a Rio-looking bird. Because they're there. Yeah, they're there. Um, if you talk to the purists, they'll say that those are all hybrid mutt birds. Yeah, They're I not real, too. you yeah. know. Um, but, so anyways, um, with Nebraska <laughs> uh, closing their, their doors to non-residents, and I had not previously bought a tag, I never buy over-the-counter tags ahead of time unless I'm, until I cross the state line. Then mm-hmm. I just... You know, you never know if you're going to get to go or not. It's legit over the counter. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I was in a little bit of a predicament, but a good friend of mine, uh, Ward Hegler uh, down in Texas, he's like, well, he's like, my father-in-law's got a big cattle farm. I'm not a big turkey hunter, but you're more than welcome to try. I'm like, screw it. You know, let's give it a shot. But I was getting my teeth kicked in in Iowa, man. Birds hanging up at 50, 60, 70 yards that's where, every that's where it day. Problems. Every day. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, every day I was posting on Instagram stories. I'm taking beautiful National Geographic photos of birds that I can't kill, you know? Yeah. Um, so finally, that's, I said, is, is that a common theme? Sorry, I'm sorry, it is. It's getting more and more common. You said the same thing, Ross, with these yeah. birds. Like, yeah. You had, you had your theories, but we can get to that. I thought yeah. one was pretty interesting of why. Yeah, it's but. it's becoming a thing. I mean, you know, good friends of mine, you know, Hunzucker and Sean Lutchell from Heartland Bowhunter, we were on the phone talking about it, and it's just like they were having the, the same thing happen. Is it from them. being called that, or is it from, like, predators, like rising bobcats? Like, is I like, think wow, yeah, rising bobcats, less birds. And think of how many more decoys are out there now than what there was six, seven years ago. Right. But even the birds that haven't been decoyed or yeah. called at, still like I, I feel I'm hunting birds that haven't been called at yeah. since last year. Sure, right, so right. maybe last year I overcalled them or decoyed them or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, right. I think they're getting smarter, um, but I think a lot of it has to do with fewer fewer numbers. And, you know, I've yet to see a Jake in Iowa this year. Okay. No I've really? not seen one. And I mean, I was doing that testing now. How about how about your uh, your hen calling? Do you hear a lot of hens walking through the woods clucking? Not is not like I've heard in the past. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's yep. the point that he and brought you know up what? earlier. I, I, my theory is 
the Bobcats have got him just tight-lipped. Yes. I mean, yep. if they're going to sit there and walk through the woods and announce themselves, right. they're worried about Bobcats, sure. obviously, because they're all tight-lipped. I haven't heard one. That's an interesting yep. theory. Yep. I haven't heard one outside of getting out of the roots. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at, you know, the Iowa DNR, the lower two rows of counties increase the fur harvesters tag to three. You can take three Bobcats instead mm-hmm. of one a year now. Mm-hmm. That obviously means that there is more bobcats than normal, and they probably should have done it four years ago. Yep. That's interesting. It's always reactive, mm-hmm. right? And it's like when you call in a deer tag, how many how many wild boars did you see? How many turkeys did you see? Yeah, how yeah. many bobcats did you see? Yeah. Well, I always put, like, ten bobcats because, right. give or take. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you right. see them, you get trail cam pictures. I've yep. got trail cam pictures of a, of a mom and three little kittens. Yep. In one picture, like yep. this is mm-hmm. getting bad. It There's is. a lot of cats out there. Like people yep. don't realize this, but like back in '06, I worked over at the Iowa DNR, and like Wayne Lucas and one other county, like a three-county radius, they had mm-hmm. 30 or 40 cats tagged. The Iowa DNR did. I worked with the technicians that had them tagged, but there were triple that many that didn't have tags. Sure, that's in a three-county radius. No shit. You know, right. I mean, you're talking over 100 cats in three counties yeah. that they knew of. You know, yeah. I had hunted a long, long time. Uh, I mean, I've hunted. I've been hunting 18 years, roughly. And I had always, I've never had a picture of a bobcat in my areas I hunted. I've never seen a bobcat. But spending time on some of your farm's channel was the first time I ever saw a bobcat. Yeah, we got mm-hmm. we got some and cats. I was mind blown by it. Yeah, like I was like, holy shit, that's a bobcat. But yeah. it's not uncommon. Like Cameron, you've seen your fair share of bobcats on your dad's farm. Yeah, that's just and, outside of the city, outside of Milan. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was kind of in some of the wheelhouses that I've grew up hunting, you know. And I've yeah. never seen one, but. It's kind of like shit. They're there. Like some properties hold them. Like that's a normal thing for Ross and Austin to see bobcats. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I I called a DNR. Uh, Sorry to interrupt your story, John. No, no, you're bobcats. good. No, no, <laughs> you had a bobcat break. <laughs> I hey. called I called a DNR officer uh, beginning of whitetail season 2019, and uh, was just talking to him, asking him like, "Hey, there's there's a bunch of bobcats yeah. running around. Are you guys the DNR turning bobcats loose? Because I've ran trail cameras for like 15 years, and up until the last five, yeah, never got a bobcat picture, and now it's just blowing up. Yeah, he goes, mm. no, we don't, we don't turn them loose. He said the biologists would do that, and they don't, they're not jacking around with that. Right. He right. said, I think they're just, they got in there and they're just populating yeah. like crazy, just like cats do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. A good point. Yeah. They breed fast. And, yeah. Um, so so now that, we got to get ahead of it. So that could be a possibility while you're having trouble in Iowa transitioning. Yeah. Oh, it was, back it was because, crazy. It, it, it was crazy. I've never, ever, I mean, every season you have a couple of sits. You're like, ah, damn, gobbler hung up on me, you know, whatever. Right. But not eight days in a row. Yeah. I mean, I hunted morning, go home, take a little nap, do a little computer work, go back out in the afternoon. I love hunting afternoons. Oh, yeah. Um, but. I figured I did the math on it. it was eight straight days. That was sixteen sits. Fourteen of the sixteen, I had birds hang up at sixty to a hundred yards, and I'm just you know I mean I'm I'm beside myself. I'm yeah. losing my mind. You know, uh, I and I was doing everything. I was no decoys, changing up my decoys, strutter, not strutter, just a Jake. I even went as crazy as if they're going to hang up at sixty, seventy yards, I'm going to put my decoys a hundred yards away. And maybe I'll get them in between me and the blind, you know? I mean, I was trying everything, and it just nothing was working. And uh, so when my buddy Ward, uh, he owns that company, Musket Powder, I post Mm -hmm. stuff about it all the time. But um, he invited me to go down there, and 
he's like, like I said, man, not a big turkey hunter, but we'll give it our shot, you know, best shot. And uh, we walked in in dark, and I thought, man, a cattle pasture is as good as any cattle pasture. There's a bunch of hardwoods around here, you know, yeah. we'll give her hell. I staked the first decoy. <laughs> I look up, literally, we're underneath the birds. No and I'm kidding. like, oh, and anybody who's a big turkey hunter, it's slim pickings off the roost. If yeah. they don't pitch down in your kill zone, yeah. it's probably yeah. not going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, ah, you've got to be shitting me. He's like, man, I am so sorry. I'm like, ah, it's not your fault, you know? <laughs> I'm like, we'll, we'll give her hell. And I'm literally watching the ISO on my camera, and I'm just going, please don't pitch down. Please don't pitch down. Because it's dark. I can't You're see shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Finally, the birds pitch down, and then I start calling. Come in. Done. No kidding. I mean... I don't know. I forget exactly what time it was. Six forty-seven in the morning, and we're drinking beer. Hell yeah! That's and I was awesome. like, "This is nuts." Texas done. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, now let's go chase hogs." So, yep. question: When you're doing, because you talked about this slam uh-huh. beforehand uh-huh. on a previous episode. Well, okay, you got your Florida bird. Yep. You got your Rio now. Yep. And are you like checkmark? Yeah. Checkmark. Pressure build. Yeah. Pressure build. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and again, the whole Corona thing is still in my head because now I'm thinking, man. Miriams, I can't go to Nebraska. Where am I going to go? Right, right. And um, I had I had a couple options. I could have gone to Colorado. Uh, couldn't go to Montana, but Colorado was still open because Montana was shut down. Yep, yeah, Montana yeah. was shut down, so that was another state. And I'm like, man, the only state I got left is Colorado and South Dakota. Those are the only two places I can go. And if I'm going to do South Dakota, it's going to have to be far, far west. You know, in the Black Hills area. Mm-hmm. And mutual buddy Wade Borman from Gator yep. Outdoors. He said, hey, we're, we're going to be heading out to the Black Hills. If you want to go, we might be able to offer you up a couch to crash on or something like right, that. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll take it. Well, yeah. South Dakota is a mail tag. You have to get yeah. it mailed to you. And I'm thinking, damn it. And I, I looked at my, ca- my, ma- my calendar, and instead of going the following week, they moved it up a week. And I'm like, damn you, Wade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I called. And because they were technically shut down, they had a temporary service filled in their calls. So I'm like, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I need to get a spring turkey tag. Yeah. She's like, spring turkey tag. Oh, what are know. you going to do with that? And I'm like, I'm going to hopefully put it on the leg of a bird. You know what I mean? I'm going <laughs> to send an arrow through one. <laughs> yeah. Zero clue as to what I'm hoping to do. Whoa. Four hours. I had a drive from Texas back to Iowa. And unfortunately, it ate up about four hours of my time. Online, getting the tag, calling them, long story short, secure the tag, call them, get them to fax a copy to a Shields in Rapid City, South Dakota, because I lost my tag. No kidding. So I had to pay extra money. It's either pay extra money for a lost tag or pay money for expedited shipping. Right. Yeah, or don't have one. Yeah, or don't have one. So... Anyways, no I, that's what I did, and so I called and Wade. They never stopped at some other people, you know? Yeah. Shoot without a tag. Exactly. Right. <laughs> some people don't need them. By the way, we're donating money to stop poaching. Yes. <laughs> um, so what we, uh, I ended up driving all the way out there, went to the local Shields in Rapid City, picked up my tag, and then went and met up with Wade and those guys. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of came into play here. Like, yeah. you can... You can pin the wheel on the donkey kind of thing and go into something like, um, you know, blindfolded. But uh, you had actually, Wade and you had introduced me to some friends of your all, yeah, the guys at Buckstorm. Yeah, the Buckstorm crew. Yeah, super nice guys. 
and they were like, hey, we can drop a pin. This is where we saw birds like yep. a week and a half ago. And I'm like, I'll take that intel. Yep. To me, that's as fresh as it's going to get. I, I talked to Jeremy. I'm like, hey, man, I got some buddies out there. Um, it'd be great to see them get in, in an area yeah. and you know, let them figure it out. I don't give a fuck about turkeys. Yeah, yeah. Antlers yeah. and horns is different. Right. Here, I'll, you know, I think I hooked you guys yeah. up and everybody talked, which is cool. But yep. great, great dude. Super but, awesome guys. They yeah. they dropped that pin and and uh, Wade and I actually went out and hunted that that area uh, the first morning, and birds were hammering everywhere. We just couldn't get any birds to break away from hens. And, you know, I kept telling Wade, I'm like, for every time I heard a gobble, I heard a hen answer. And yeah. then more hens were going to them. And I'm like, this right. is not going to happen. So that afternoon, he decided he wanted to go try a new spot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick in here. I'm just going to move a little bit. And, um, yeah, man, it worked out midway through the day. Uh, I hear some gobbles answer me. And but what time if you had to get three 3.30. So late. Three, yeah, yeah. Three thirty in the afternoon. Um, I let out one one cadence of uh, of some yelps, and I had a gobbler answer me. I set the call down and said, "Screw it, we're just going to wait. We'll whitetail hunt them from here on out." And I see one redhead, two redhead, three redhead, four redhead. I'm like, "You've got to be shitting me!" Three little birds are all messing in with my decoys, and it's like some bestiology, you know, bestiology type stuff going on there. Sick. Yeah, it was kind of gross. Mm. But then the bird that I wanted was the stark white one with the big beard, and he's 44 yards. I'm like, that's got to be. Your body shooting them. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, ah, here we go. So 44 yards, um, take out a leg, and he hops off and then lays down. Uh I'm like, ah. So then I'm looking at this other bird. He's five yards away. Yeah. And I'm a hunter. You know what I mean? Of course, I'm looking at it going, man, be a whole lot easier to kill that one, you know. And, but then I'm thinking to myself, I wounded that bird. I at least have to go try to recover that bird. Right. So me being stealthy and like a ninja, like I am, of course, yes, of course. um, I have to put a 64 yard stalk over deadfall to try to get up to this bird, but he is facing away from me and I'm like all ninja like, and I'm get closing the distance, closing the distance and I'm getting ready to draw back at 10 yards and put another arrow in him. And I was like, he's dead. So I go to walk up to him. As soon as I break that five-yard mark, mm. he comes unglued. And him on his pogo stick and using uh, his wings, we're uh, like step for step. I'm not gaining, and he's not pulling away. And we're going <laughs> up a rock face, down through the pines. And I'm like, I'm holding my bow. And I start thinking, like, do I chuck my bow or do I grab, grab a rock or, right, you know, what do right. I do? That turned into a hot-by shooting. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> finally he gets down in the pine trees. And I never thought that going to those total archery challenges would ever come into play in <laughs> yeah. a real life situation. But I, I swear to you, I had like a four or five inch gap <laughs> between the pines, and I'm like, I got one chance at this. I'm like, please, fucking <laughs> <Okay>, bird. <laughs> yeah, put another arrow in him, and then that's that was it. And uh, ran up to the bird and and sat down and like legitimately thought I was going to have a heart attack. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I was, one, I was exhausted and you know, the adrenaline dump, but, uh, that's awesome. So that technically completed a lifetime, yeah. you know, archery slam. Um, cause last year, my last Eastern was on May 2nd in Kentucky. So I'm like, you know what? I did the slam in one year, you know, mm-hmm. um, load up the next day, head back to Iowa, and I was talking to another mutual friend, Billy C., and he goes, man, I hate you driving all night. Uh, I know you're exhausted. You've been on the road for two, three weeks Billy or whatever. A good dude, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he is. And he says, mm-hmm. well, at least come crash on my couch, mm-hmm. you know. 
And I said, you know what? I'll, I'll do that. And then he goes, you know, you do have your bow and you do have your equipment. Like, yeah. do you have any arrows left? I'm like, I got one arrow left. Yeah. And he goes, that's all you need. <laughs> He's like, you know, we could get up in the morning and go hunt, you know, one of my farms. And I was like, rally, let's do it, you know. So we <laughs> slept for about three hours, got up in the morning, and, yeah, the, set, the bird I ended up shooting, he came in three times, hung up, hung That's up. It. Finally, the third time, he, like, he worked up the balls to, to right. come on in, and, yeah, I was able to shoot him. Um, so then, yes, yeah, so that ended Dude, up completing it. And that's awesome, man. Yeah, it was awesome. I hate turkeys. I don't ever. I don't think I'll ever hunt them again. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if, you if this was something you try and do again, or if right now you're cool. Uh, I'm like thinking you. bearded hens next year. You really? Go. You know. I'm like, <laughs> damn, that's, that's a big. Huh? Yeah, that's How cocky. common are bearded yeah. hens? That's cocky. You yeah. don't see many bearded hens. I've no, never no. seen one. That I've only seen two. My, Anybody my that life. can do the bearded hen slam in a year, that's. I, uh, yeah. I, I, killed a, <laughs> I killed a Rio in Kansas, and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, do a slam, but you can do, like, a slam with all toms, and you got to go back and do a slam that's all jakes. Yeah, like, right, right. Like, do a slam with each, like, subcategory. Well, you yeah, know, right. I, I remember back yeah. in, like, 2013, um, I I took a shot, and I, I missed the bird, you know, by a mile, but I took a shot at a bearded hen in Kentucky, and I was like, ah, oh, man, that would have been cool to kill a bearded hen. And then immediately right after it, I was like, I am so glad I missed that bird. Yeah. Like, I would feel like a piece of shit. You know, they're carrying eggs. You yeah. know what I mean? I was yeah. like, that's yeah. a deal. I was like, yeah. why was I so stupid? I guess I just thought it was why, cool. Why do some know? hens grow up? Does anybody know? Like, why does that happen? I mean, yeah. we've all been to Walmart and see, see bearded <laughs> yeah, women, you know? Exactly. That's a very <laughs> good point. I think that's all it is. Just keep that in mind when you're shooting a bearded hen. That's. The equivalent of what you would picture in a human species. That's what you're trying to... That's what you're hunting. Right? That helps me to shoot it. Yeah. yeah. You with know that, what? Hey, with that we, being said, I do want one. I want to mount one bearded hen. Well, I mean, if there's any listeners, you know, gals that have a little bit of peach fuzz, you know, we're not... We're not, we're not ragging thing, on you. Know? Do you you know, yeah. Take care of that, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe get rid Trim of that. Yeah. I mean, but if you've got, like, a Ross Bigger beard, you know, yeah, that's issue. a little much. Yeah, you get a tennis on a gal. If your beard could have its own Instagram account, you might need to reconsider. Hey, have we yeah. ever figured out who runs that account? Nope. Yeah. That's an actual account, happen. and we have not figured out who runs it. What? Ross Bigger's beard is an Instagram account. And oh, really? Out who yeah. it is. Huh. No, no clue. Wow. But I promise it's not me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's got to be, though. Sure. It's got to be, yeah. It's not me, but it should be. Is that account? Is that account getting any like beard love, like beard oil love? Or? It's not very active, I don't think. Nah, yeah, it slowed down quite a bit. It was hot like two years. I tag it every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think That's I should just awesome. promote the fuck out of it on the podcast page and get a bunch of trash. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it'll fire back up again. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Yes. But it uh, no, I mean, like, it, you know, it was something fun to do. Obviously, I have said it before. Like I whitetails and antelope bear elk you know all those animals uh, are way higher on my list but you can't hunt those now and turkeys are a ton of fun but it yeah. seemed like something just like a fun goal something to try to shoot for it's a wholesome goal i think that's a good goal man yeah it's just travel new experiences yeah in the wild i think it's rad i i want to do a slam as well yeah but i just don't think i i, I don't care as much about completing it in the year because one i think it's rad that you did that like mad respect but I just, to me, I'm not that to that point with birds. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I want to do a slam for sure. Yeah. Like, I have a Rio yeah. and an Eastern. And that's yeah. like, well, that's two. Yeah. You know, well, but, and you've got some of the, the two, like, to me, like, the, some of the coolest ones coming up. I, I mean, mean, I want Miriam. to marry them for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. Mountain Birds, those are those are super awesome. I'm not interested in going to Florida right now. No. Like, it would be years before I do that. Yeah. But whenever you do, I've got a spot for you. I you think it would be fun up. to go with a couple buddies, you yeah. know, and do it. Like, that would be, I think I would have more fun with that, like, for turkey hunting yeah. and stuff, you know. But. Well, and it's so, like, to me, the one thing that's kind of nice is, like, you get a break from the cold and, like, the snow here in Iowa <laughs> no and Illinois. Yeah, no and kidding. you go out there and it's, like, 94 degrees and you're in shorts and you're like, this is badass. I mean, I came home with a hell of a tan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hunting birds in a, in a tank top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, so, I, we talked about this before the podcast mm-hmm. about, like, well, what do you do if you do a slam, you have to mount them, right? Like, I have a yep. full mount Rio, a full mount Eastern. Yep. Well, if I kill a Miriam, I can't, like, not mount it. Yeah, way. yeah. You had one of the best ideas I've heard for something like that. For, well, a, for a whitetail guy with a turkey slam, I guess. Sure, sure. You know? Well, like, um, two of the birds, um, the Miriam and um, the Eastern, I called Sam Gaylord from Old Barn. He yeah. was the first phone call that I made. And, um, you know, we we've been talking about it, about what I wanted to do with these birds. And I like doing some things that are a little bit different. Um, but I was in their shop one day and I saw their dead hanging ducks, which yeah. I noticed you've got a mount down there at the bottom mm-hmm. of the steps. Um, and, and I just thought it was so cool. And I made a comment how awesome it was. Well, then they did a dead hanging, uh, coyote, you know, oh, by yeah. a back leg. Yeah. And I thought that was super badass. So then it kind of got me thinking, I thought, well, if I pull this off, I don't want to do four pedestal mounts, full strut birds. It's a lot of space, man. Yeah, it takes a up a lot of, of real estate. So, and, I, and the wife has already told me the house is like the house of death, and she's kind of getting <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> yeah, so I came up with the idea that I was going to do all four birds together, which I think is cool because it's all in the same year. They were all shot together, basically. But I'm going to do four birds like in a dead hanging. So you'll get like half awesome. wing and nice. like half fan. Right, mm-hmm. right. Oh, that, I like that a lot. And you'll be able to see the variations between the birds. Are you yeah. getting that old burn, old barn uh, full mount special, the three hundred dollar off normal retail price on that? Does that yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Tank's uh, taking advantage of that. Tank caught oh, yeah. shot a bird. Well, we haven't talked about that either. No, you I killed don't think a rainy so. day bird. Yeah, rainy day bird. Actually, the same day uh, Tyler did. Yeah, my, yep. hell yeah. Tyler's child awesome. awesome bird. Yeah, uh, double beard, big old spurs. Heck oh yeah, I forgot yeah. it was a double beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know? didn't even know they did a score. I looked up the score. It was like seventy two or seventy three, uh-huh. and like a big bird is like sixty five. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. Jesus, yeah, like, damn. All right, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good yeah. day. Yeah. So you, Tyler, and Austin killed his third. Yeah. Would that yeah, be called a, a day kill day? day? That was a kill day. Yeah, I wonder what the bear mission pressure was that day, dude. I, I mean, it was it, it was a oh, rainy, drizzly day. Yeah. Just, what affects overcast? Yeah. Is the rain? <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Check your trail cam patterns. Yeah, but what? Like, why does? Why was that such a good day? Coincidence or is the rain I, do something? To I, you? me, I personally, I think it's coincidence because I've been on days where it's like warm outside, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, if I was a bird, I'd be real vocal. And then you'll go out on days where it's like. It was 70 the day before, and then the next morning it's 32. You're freezing your ass off, and those birds are just up there ripping. They're hammering. <laughs> yep. You know, hammering. I'm like, that's I have my best luck in, like, first and second yeah. season. And it's, like, 30s in the morning. Yeah. Even snow on in some cases. I always have the yeah. best luck in the early season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. They're so yeah. dumb, they're hard to hunt. We've that's already talked about this on a podcast before, talking about, like, barometric pressure and birds and shit. Yeah. Remember when we brought up uh, Drury's, how they were talking about a northeast wind affecting the yeah, way the birds yes. gobble? Yes. Isn't it? Like, he, he found a correlation that. with it. 
It was, he, um, he had an old timer that he was looked to for advice. What was the saying? No, wind out of the northeast, birds gobble the least. Wind out of the east, birds gobble, gobble the, least. the least. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I want. I've never paid attention. I want to call him right now. But they're, yeah. They're tough. Yep. East, east wind. It's weird because chilling. we never picked up on that correlation, but when somebody like, you know, Mark Gurry says it, you kind of like I'm yeah, texting Mark, and he probably might be something to that. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about it the other day, um, talking to buddies about morning birds and afternoon birds. I, I know that with a bow, I've killed more than two dozen birds, uh, but not quite three dozen. And only one of them has been in the morning. Is that right? Hmm. Every wow. bird I've ever killed has been 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. or literally right before roost. You know, like I got, I cut them off at the roost tree. And, so mm-hmm. my theory is if Illinois would just come off of it, it's 1 o'clock cutoff. Oh, yeah. Let us mm-hmm. all day. How long has it been that There's way? There's so many killable birds. Killable birds. I would say seventy percent of my birds are after one p.m. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I think this bird I killed with Ross this year at eleven was the latest bird I've ever killed. Like ninety-five percent of my birds are before nine o'clock. And I'm confident that's the yeah. same bird that I'd called and done the same thing to you, yeah. Johnny. Was the the I hang went, up at sixty and just stand there and yeah. not commit. I wish we yeah. could. Yeah. Finally, he got brave enough and he came in. Yeah. And then once once he got in there. He was yeah. just, he was there. That, that's a decoy. And I think what a lot of guys do is when a bird hangs up, then they get real aggressive with their calling. If they would just chill, yeah, let that bird settle down a little bit, just give him a few calls. He knows that the hen's still there. Right. They'll work up the courage most of the time. Yep. Worst case scenario, the nail in the coffin is if a hen. Exactly. You overcall. And then a hen's like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to go over there and steal and my man back. And, and she comes in, and then, yeah, the gig's up. That's exactly what happened to me ahead of Austin killing his third bird. Mm-hmm. You know, I just texted, by the way, it's 10.18 p.m., and I just texted Mark Jury <laughs> and said, I'm recording a Turkey Camp podcast right now. I had a question if you're available, which I, I didn't expect him to text back. He said, are you texting on behalf of Steve's podcast? <laughs> and I said, I said, if I say yes, will that help? And he said, F no. <laughs> I said, well, then it's for mine. <laughs> Just call him. He'll That's answer. Hilarious. All right, we'll see. But, yeah, that's... Those birds hanging up, man, that's difficult. And oh. That corn down, that was a, yeah, same day Tyler killed, same mm-hmm. day Tank killed. Yep. And we we got skunked at the same place Kurt deheaded his uh, bird this morning. All right, he said sure call, so I'm going to call him real quick. Hey, question. So we're talking about birds and, like, gobbling and all that. What, what was that saying? Like, bird, a wind out of the east, birds gobble the least? Yeah, for sure, yep. What, what, where did that come from, or, or why do you think that's, like, a like a legit saying you know i don't know why it's legit i just know that there's a lot to it particularly a northeast wind when i grew up turkey hunting back in the early 80s i hunted every year with my uh physics teacher and my football coach from valley high school in st jevy missouri his name was bill martin his dad's name was willard martin and we hunted down in Jewett, missouri and when we would get up in the morning, Willard would go out and check the wind, and if it was out of the east, he would not go. 
Uh, and I, I never forgot that. And I, I was, you know, a junior in high school, senior in high school, and Willard would never go whenever that wind was out of the east. And, and to this day, when the wind's out of the east and those turkeys aren't gobbling very well, I think of Willard, uh, of course, with fond memories. No kidding. That's really interesting. We talked about last spring we did a turkey and bullshit podcast, and we were talking about that, and I played – you did an Instagram video about that, and I played that clip on the podcast, and we were talking about just how interesting that was, and we're not claiming to be turkey experts by any means. So I'm like, well, shit, I'll just text you and see if you want to get on and, and explain it a little bit. I just thought that was real, real interesting. Yeah, it, you know, if you watch these gwins, they're often associated with low-pressure systems here in the Midwest. You know, and I don't know if that if that east wind theory would hold true out west or out east, but here in the Midwest, when you've got a wrap around low, what wind direction you get is generally in east, and it's often accompanied by low pressure. So my suspicion is it has to do with the barometric pressure in answer to your original question. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool, cool, interesting. So you guys are in turkey camp right now. We're in Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. We are celebrating. We're in, we are celebrating an incredible trip. We've been out here for, uh, three days basically and, and, uh, we killed nine birds on film in 48 hours and the farthest shot we took was 15 yards and eight of the nine were within 10 yards. It was literally incredible. Wow. That is, that is putting in the work, man. So did Austin or Taylor kill first? Uh, Taylor killed first. She killed live on Facebook. She doubled. And then right after that, Austin doubled. And then the next day I killed, that was the first afternoon. Then I killed two yesterday. And then today we each killed a single. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, getting after it. So who's the better turkey hunter, you or Austin? Oh, Austin's a much better turkey hunter than I am. Really? (laughs) You're saying that because he's standing within distance, I'm sure. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) it's because i'm standing right over his shoulder exactly why he said that (laughs) hey uh i got a question for austin if he can hear me i don't know if i'm on speaker or not yeah i can hear you hey austin how come when eric came up to you at ata and said hey if you see that dude steve punch him in the face and i'll pay you money how come you didn't punch steve i i i don't know i i'm really not sure i didn't know him and i didn't know eric at the time knowing them now i probably would have been a hundred dollars richer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right that's very fair i had to just put you on the spot real quick because yeah, if, if you know anything about steve you really want to hit that dude in the mouth for no reason <laughs> there you go <laughs> well sorry to stir up your guys's hunting camp i just had to shoot the random text to see if we could get you guys on real fast oh yeah it was no bother at all we appreciate talking to you guys well you guys got more birds to kill or are y'all done just partying now no, we're done. Limit is three apiece, so we're done. We're just having a few drinks, and they're heading west to Utah tomorrow, and I'm heading east back to Iowa. Very cool, man. Well, we're, we got two tags in camp now, and we're going to try and cap out tomorrow and hit the Crown Royal and all the other good stuff uh, and have a good time. So, Right on. We're just sitting around playing song game. We're, our current category is best songs from the 1970s. Oh. <laughs> well, hell yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you guys get after. I appreciate your time, man. Sorry to bug you so late. It means a lot that you just jumped on real quick. Anytime, brother. We're always ready. Right. Sure. You, you want to talk some of the, about the best people in the industry right there. Man. All right, so cool. that makes a lot of sense. Like I said, it's not so much the wind. It's the barometric pressure yeah, side yeah. of things. It does make a lot of sense now. But, you know, it's an interesting thing. It gets you scratching your head like, well, why is that? It makes you want to text Mark Drury at yeah. almost 11 at night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So. And, you know, and if they had antlers, 
I would probably study it more. <laughs> we wouldn't all know it. Yeah. <laughs> we would all know it. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's interesting to us. We just I kinda picked up on it when he talked about it because yeah. we're bird hunters. Like we don't yeah. we don't pay enough attention to get pick up those patterns whereas his predecessors right, right. did. Yeah. And then he picked that up and then he kinda relayed that to us. So it's just kind of yeah. a cool little thing that I remembered. But, yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um pretty cool. Well fuck man. First day of Turkey Palooza, yeah. we had some success. Yeah, I, I'm wanna, I almost want to save my story for tomorrow's podcast, just because we got another day of Turkey yeah. Palooza. Yeah, I'm worried everyone's, are, you, are you coming back tomorrow, Johnny? I probably will. Yeah, everybody here will be here tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be working on a garden tomorrow, but yeah. it shouldn't take like all day. Get, get those wife duties in, huh? I know. Hey, I, I'm banking right now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. That's I'm right. stockpiling. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I caught some shit when I came home. She basically, she's like, I don't know that I like this. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, it's going to get so much worse come August. <laughs> like, Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, you got to bank them in. Yeah. All good. Yeah, got to get it in. Got the garden. Uh, she wants me to do some landscaping. Rubber feet. Rubber feet. Hey, whatever it takes, man. You know, whatever it takes. To be a good husband, you know. She lets me, she lets me travel and... She holds down the fort while I'm gone, and yes, I can't complain. It's awesome. Well, you need a lady like that behind you. Yes, yes. Well, boys, first day of Turkey Palooza. We're going to do another podcast. Um, hopefully, the audio sounded good. Doing it the uh, the casual way. Doing it the bar way. Yeah, the Lord Chandler bar way. This is mm-hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal place. Like I'm super jealous <laughs> it makes you feel bad about your yeah. white tail collection yeah imagine you're in gatlinburg in a chalet but then add like 287 mountable bucks oh. on the wall swing <laughs> and there's not one under 160 yeah austin's like it's only 284 yeah <laughs> i'll bless you my child yeah, yeah. don't uh, don't embellish it's time to go all right thanks for listening guys hope you enjoyed it And you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.